What's going on, my man? Assalamualaikum. Everything's good. Alhamdulillah. How are you doing? Pretty good. All right, let's get this started. Um, I was going to tell you about, you know, because you're replacing Omar, because Omar's been busy lately. That's okay. I was going to tell you about this, uh, the book that I read that's for Malcolm X, but it's okay because we're, we're going through the Jinn book first, and then we can come back to Malcolm X. Have you seen the, the Skinwalker series? The Skinwalker um, Ranch? Not at all. Like, you got to treat me like a blank slate. I don't know anything. Like, okay. It's, it's just a, a TV show that came. I actually, I heard about it, but I never got the chance to see it because it's on Hulu and I don't have a Hulu subscription, but then I just found out a family member has Hulu. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm mooching off of theirs. And uh, nice. it's, it's, it's interesting because, uh, um, uh, hold on, I'm just checking the view, make sure we're on speaker view. Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, it's, it's basically these guys that go out to this, this ranch, right? I forget which state, but one of those, those Midwestern states, I think. And basically, it's a haunted ranch that for decades has had a problem with gin or, or what they perceive to be uh, the gin, right? Or we, we, we think it's the gin. They think it's like. So they think it's. Oh, yeah. So from their, their perspective, it's like, you know, no, a yeah. poltergeist or something like that or a ghost. Yeah, they call it call the it. Un- unexplained phenomenon, right? Because they, they don't know yeah. what it is, and they don't want. And they're scientists, and they don't want to say it's something. Yeah, they um, can't. They can't make a yeah. supernatural thing. Yeah, I got yeah, it. and uh, it's it's really strange because the stuff that they were witnessing was wild. Like, for example, they were uh, they were doing testing like of of the environment in terms of the the atmosphere, and they put up a weather weather balloon and it disappears when they put it in the sky, and they're like, "Wow, that's strange." And then this guy brings this uh, thirty thousand dollar drone to do a scan of the area, like the, a scan of the radiation and whatnot, his drone mm-hmm. dies instantly. He's like, wow, that has so, never happened. Huh? So uh, just to ask uh, like some questions or to yeah. get some context, um, is this, this is a show on Hulu, you said, right? Yeah. So basically the ranch was owned originally by this guy who decided to sell it because his cow kept dying. His, li- his livestock kept randomly dying. Mm-hmm. And he didn't understand why. They were, they were just dying and there, was, there were no signs of attack on them. They would just drop dead and they even they even went and while they were there, the same thing would happen and they would go to the cows that died the night before and they would look for like some sort of, you know, claw marks or anything. there was nothing on them. Yeah. So no, yeah. no animal hunted them, basically. And they would mm-hmm. leave the cow out. You know, they wouldn't go and collect it. And they were surprised that no scavengers came to eat from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's something bewitched it or petrified it or did something to it that even other animals wouldn't want to come near it. And so they, they kept witnessing strange things while they're there. And so the, the, the guy that bought it was this billionaire who wanted to do something with it or whatever. And then he sells it to this other guy who decides to make a production uh, series out of it. And so he, that's that's this part where they brought scientists. Yeah. So and, uh, are you sure, like, do they in their disclaimers, do they say anything about being dramatized or like they're dramatizing things? No, no, no. It's it's uh, it's purely, purely scientific. Like they don't even claim. The footage that they show is literally the footage that they got, like the footage in the okay. show. So, it's like, you know how, like, some of those shows we like, oh, some things may be reenacted for dramatic purposes or no, no, yeah, they don't do any fictional that. for that. Yeah, no, they I don't hear do you. Any of that. Yeah, it's it's okay. all raw footage. Okay. Um. So, gotcha. uh, so, and he's going around this this main guy, the scientist from Alabama. He's got this thick accent. And he's like, uh, so he's he's going up, and. uh uh he, he's they sent him in the middle of the night so basically he decided to come and stay out there in a trailer because he said he wants to understand really what's going on because mm-hmm. he wants to live on the land and he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's recording himself because they all got cameras to record themselves mm-hmm. and he's like well i'm waking up right now it's about 3 a.m in the morning and my dog is barking and it reminded me <laughs> it reminded me of the the hadith and i'll, I'll get to it we can go through all the 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 details in here but there's a hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu said that uh, if you hear the the barking of a dog or the braying of a donkey, then beware mm-hmm. for it has seen uh, that which you cannot see. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, if a dog barks and there's something right in front of it, that's why he's barking. Mm-hmm. But if he's barking at something that is literally nothing there, which like is this guy's case. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He said he came out, the dog was barking at nothing. Yeah. So he goes back in and he gets like this radiation scanner and he picked up high levels of radiation. So it's really strange. Like, it's almost like they exist, like, because they, they live obviously in a different dimension, the djinn. Like, yeah. we can't yeah. see them, but they can see us. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like Pac Man. Like, Pac Man is 2D, 
Yeah, two D, three D. He he goes yeah. up, down, left, right, but he can't see depth. He can't. Yeah, go forward or back. Yeah, so he can't see us, but we can see Pac Man. Mm-hmm. So same thing with the gen. They can see us, but we can't see them. Yeah. And so yeah. and so uh 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 it's very possible that those gins were messing with the dog, man. <laughs> it's a scary thought because he was out there camping and 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 we know from narrations that we can go into them. Uh do you want to just start right now or do you want you want some more backdrop on uh Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, it's up to you. I, I got the backdrop. I understand what where you're going or where you're coming from with this at least. Um but yeah, if you want to bring some of the uh Islamic uh precedents on this or maybe some hadith that maybe uh like explain the situation or maybe yeah. offer some insight into the uh the whole ranch thing yeah i guess we can alternate between the two um mm-hmm. but just real quick for for the terms because this this book is, is really solid basically uh you know the prophet i sent him he That's didn't awesome. sit everybody down and be like okay mm-hmm. let me tell you the story of the jinn and goes from start to finish all the hadith of the jinn in one session it's not yeah. how, it was over his lifetime right yeah and so yeah. someone had to go in open the books of sirah open the books of tafsir, open the hadith books, open the ijtihad books, like the opinions of the scholars over, over, over the centuries, mm-hmm. and collected it all in one book. And dude, it's really short. Like, can you imagine? This book is 200 pages. And this is or almost 300. And this is literally everything on the jinn, to my knowledge. Uh, so it starts by, by describing the jinn. And, and, you know, it says the... I don't want to get too close to the mic because I know it's going to make my voice sound funny. But it starts with the, the origin of the jinn, right? It says, where, did, where does the jinn come from? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَالْجَانَ خَلَقْنَاهُمْ مِنْ قَبْلُ مِنْ نَارِ السَّمُومِ In Surah Al-Hijjah, verse 27, and the jinn we created before that from intensely hot fire. I thought it was uh, the smoke of the fire. Yeah, so there's another it? ayah. This is the other one. Okay. Oh, no, that's also intensely hot fire. Uh, okay yeah i mean i don't I'm, i don't know what the I've no, heard there's both. there's another one the smokeless flame i can't remember okay, which so, that is okay. there gotcha oh it's a hadith the messenger of yeah, Allah said okay. the angels were created from light the jinn were created from smokeless fire and adam was created from that which has been described to you and so i assume that described to you is from the quran mm-hmm. um let me get this mic over here some and so he goes on and he says okay now this is the way they break down in the Arabic language, the different types of jinn. And it says, uh, a jinn mentioned in general terms is called a jinni. So that could be a disbelieving jinn, and it could be a mm-hmm. believing jinn. And mm-hmm. so we'll talk more about the fact that there are believing jinn in a little bit. But And then it says there's also the, the one they call the amir or the ummar, which is plural, which means the dweller or slash haunter, which is one that sticks around people, stays around them. There's the one that's called the arwa, which attaches himself or, or itself to children. The one that's evil and tries to cause harm is called a shaitan. The one that's worse than that is called the marid, shaitan or marid, the rebellious or defiant uh, demon. Mm-hmm. Even worse than that, and the strongest of all, is called the ifrit, or afarit is plural. And the ifrit is the one that, that the and, and story of Suleiman, when he would, when he, you know about the queen of Sheba, and he was trying to get the throne of Sheba. Yeah, and uh, he said to the Efrit, that's, that's was, even worse. You said, yeah, he's like the strongest, the mightiest. Oh, not worse per se. Yeah, he's okay. worse if he's evil, and he is evil. And so the Efrit, I thought he was. I thought it was good. He's working with Suleiman. No, Suleiman controlled them. Oh, he so controlled he, them. It wasn't yeah. Uh, voluntary. Uh, yeah, no, no, it wasn't voluntary. It wasn't a volu- That's why they they were so scared. They were so scared of him that when he died, he died upon his staff. Who? Uh, Musa alayhi salam. So, oh, Musa. Okay. Uh, or sorry, sorry. Uh, Suleiman alayhi salam. He died upon his staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he was dead upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, qadr, like Allah caused, that Musa would die upon his staff. Uh, Suleiman. Or sorry, Suleiman. <laughs> sorry, I yeah. can't say Musa. That he would <laughs> die upon his staff and he would stay there, sitting in that position upon his staff. He was praying and he died in his mm-hmm. salah. And he stayed in that position for who knows how long. Could have been hours, could have been days, could have been weeks. But it was mm-hmm. long enough for a termite to bore into the staff and eat from the stick until it became weak. Mm-hmm. And it crippled under his weight and it fell down. And then his body fell to the ground and they realized the king is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're free. Now they understand, oh, my God, King Solomon is dead. Now we can roam free. We can do what we want. 
and that's mm-hmm. when they plotted and planned. And I'll talk about what they what they planned later because it's towards the end of this book. Um, but just to move down chronologically. So you would say Iblis is not on the scale of just for perspective, because I would say the the jinn that most Muslims are familiar with is Iblis, right? Well, um, Iblis is is considered the father of the jinn. He's the original of the jinn. He's the greatest of the jinn, because uh, or not the jinn, sorry, of the shayateen, because you know the jinn. Yeah, but sh- yeah, yeah. But he jin- is yeah, his being is a is a jinn though. Yeah, he is a jinn. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, is in perspective to him, he's the first defiant jinn, if you want to put it in that way. Yeah. AKA yeah, yeah, yeah. He becomes a shaitan, right? Well, actually, uh, the defiance was before that, and he was a good person who fought against the defiant jinn. A good. No, he jinn. was okay. Yeah, like because uh, if it, if you go all the way back, right, to when Adam was created, mm-hmm. uh, Adam was still just a body, right? There was no soul breathed into him. Mm-hmm. And he was laying somewhere in the heavens, right? We don't know where exactly, but he was, or, or, or in Jannah, I, I don't know what the narration says. By the way, a lot of this, the details for it, about the, the beginning of the universe, uh, Tafsir ibn Kathir borrows from the Isra'iliyat, which is the stories of, uh, uh, from the Judaic scripture and the biblical scripture. And so okay. uh, it's, it's not concrete sunnah, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah. just, just sharing that FYI. Um, mm-hmm. And so it says that he was laying, his body was laying, uh, I believe this is actually from Hadith, though, that his body was laying soulless. You know, there's no ruh inside of him, mm-hmm. and, that, and that Iblis came and saw him. Now, what's hold on just a second? Let's, like, let's let's talk about what is Iblis doing in the highest heaven with this new creation? Iblis originally, uh, you know, he was amongst the regular jinn because before our creation, the jinn were created and they inhabited the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And they inhabited the earth. And uh, the ones that would uh, devote their worship to Allah and they were very uh, devout uh, to Allah, Allah would elevate them and he would bring them up to the first heaven. And then he would elevate them even higher to the second. And so Iblis was the, the only, the, the singular jinn who was so devout in his worship to Allah that he was elevated all the way to the, to the highest heaven, worshiping alongside the angels. And so that's how he came to see this body that was soulless, that would become the new creation. Mm-hmm. And so it says in the Quran, you know, the, the ayah that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he will uh, create a, a new creation mm-hmm. to become his representative on earth. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the angel said uh, that would you, will you create something that will cause corruption and mischief and bloodshed in the land? While we praise you and worship you day and night? And then Allah says, I know that which you do not know. And what, what do the angels mean when they say that caused bloodshed and mischief and corruption? They're referring to the original jinn because the jinn inhabited the earth and they did exactly that. They do what we do today. Mm-hmm. And they would kill each other and they would, you know, attack each other and fight and they would basically they weren't being just. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, I believe the tafsir of Ibn Kathir and the Israeliyat say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent down uh, Iblis. As uh, at the head of an army of angels to combat the, the to to fight in combat against those uh, those those unjust jinn, and he pushed them out until the, uh, from the lands into the islands of the seas. And so this is this this takes us back to the story of of, of Adam, where he's he's laying soulless, mm-hmm. and and Iblis sees that and he gets jealous. And the first thing he does is is uh, is that he looks at it and. One narration says that he touches it, touches the body. And one narration says that he flows through it. And because he looks at it and he realizes he can flow, flow through it, he utters the words, I'm better than him. Like this is the first uh, instance of arrogance, of racism, right? That I'm better than him. And so then Allah breathes the spirit into him, right? And there's, there's a whole narration, massive narration about how it happens and, and what happens and the soul that goes into the body and, and how he sneezes uh, when it touches his nose, and then and then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "May Allah have uh, uh, May Allah have mercy on you." And that's the the first instance of rahmah of Allah being manifested to mankind. And so, and then he's he's alive, right? He has his soul in, in, inside of him, mm-hmm. and Allah commands all the, all of the malaik, all of the angels are in witness, and He commands all of them, all of His creation, to bow to Him, and everyone bows, except one, and that was Iblis. And that's when he says to him, like, 
Iblis, why, why do you not bow when your Lord has commanded you to bow? And he says, I'm better than him. You created me from fire and you created him from mud. And so then Allah commands that he would be uh, um, cast out of Jannah. And then he asks Allah that for that, uh, that for to basically give him a chance and to say, before you throw me into hell, before you cast me out of Jannah, give me a chance and, uh, and delay my, my punishment. And so Allah, out of his mercy, delays his punishment. And then he promises, he says, I swear by your honor that I will corrupt your new creation. And that's the start of conflict between man and jinn. But just to move down real quick, just to go through the details about the jinn themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so it says uh, about the appearance of the jinn, right? Uh, and so it says the shaitan is ugly in appearance and the, the evidence for that is the ayah in the Quran this is Surah Safat verse 64-65 it is a tree that grows from the depths of hell this is the tree of Zakum. its fruits are like the heads of devils and so the tree of Zakum is a bitter fruit, right? It bears a bitter fruit that yeah, yeah. the people are forced to eat from. Is that and, in, uh, he says, Surah to what? Surah, surah to Safat. Safat, um, okay. Yeah, and so it's, it's exemplifying the fact that, uh, you know, a punishment of Allah mm -hmm. would not be a delight to the senses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he uses a punishment to refer to the heads of devils shows you that it's not something nice to see. Uh, and, and so it goes down, it says the shaitan has two horns. And the evidence for that is in Sahih Muslim. It's narrated from Ibn Umar. May Allah be pleased with him that the Prophet ﷺ said, don't pray when the sun is rising or when it is setting because it rises between the two horns of the shaitan. The meaning of this hadith is that groups of polytheists used to worship the sun and they would prostrate to it when it was rising and when it was setting. At that moment, the shaitan would set himself up in the direction of where the sun was so that they would be worshiping him. Interesting. And then it goes down to talk about the, the food, the drink, and, and the marriage of the jinn. Have you heard of this before? Uh, not marriage, but uh, yeah, this I, is... yeah, I assume they, they drank and they ate, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure about marriage. I, did, I, did, I was actually yeah. going to bring that up. I was like, do they reproduce is the question. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, this was all news to me, too, honestly. So it says there's a hadith of the prophet I sent him. Do not use dung or bones to clean yourselves after relieving yourselves, for they are the provision of your brothers among the jinn. The messenger of Allah said, a caller from among the jinn came to me, and I went with him and recited the Quran to them. Ibn Mas'ud said, he took us and showed us their footsteps and the traces of their fires. They asked him for provision, and he said, you will have every bone over which the name of Allah has been mentioned. When it falls into your hands, it will have plenty of meat on it, and all droppings are food for your animals. So it's saying that when a Muslim says Bismillah, like let's just use a piece of chicken, for example, and he eats it all up, right? And there's just the bone left. Mm -hmm. And he tosses the bone. The believing jinn, because the name of Allah was said over it, can then come and grab the bone and find that it still has meat on it. And then they would go and eat the meat. And so in our dimension, there's no food left on the bone. What you do when you got boneless chicken? <laughs> no, that's no, good. but I got, no, that's a good point. I, I don't you, know. But... I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if anything is left after that. No. Um, and then it also says Wait, that yeah. the, the 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 dung, the fertilizer of your animals, mm -hmm. is food for their animals. Okay. So the food that an animal has eaten in our world is still edible food for their animals. Mm -hmm. So it isn't that interesting. It reminds me yeah. of the of the scene in Harry Potter. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember which movie it was, but they were sitting in the banquet hall. The, the, the where they were you know they, they would meet up and everything and so then the windows and the ghost from the windows would jump through the windows and break the glass but the glass would stay intact in the human world mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it was like a whole nother dimension to their yeah it's interaction like with things. yeah it's like they broke the glass in their world but in our world it's still intact so i i, I would i would assume that similar to this situation we ate the meat in our world but there's still mm -hmm. meat on it in their world but the the shayateen won't eat from it because the name of Allah was said over it, so they won't touch it. Yeah, kind of like uh, you seen Stranger Things. No, Stranger Things has like this. Uh, it's like really popular uh, when it first came out. I don't know. It kind of fell off from mainstream stuff, but there's like our world, and then there's another world. They call it the underneath. I can't remember what they call it because I, I only watched the first season of the show. Um, but the other world is like it's like parallel to this world, 
but it's like dark and like uh, very, very like, it almost seems like it's been infested and taken over by like some parasite. Um, but it's like a very dark, gloomy version of our our world. So it's kind of like, I, I, I'm only saying this, I'm not saying that's what it is they interact with, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm just giving this for a perspective. Like, this is what we're trying to say here. No, I hear you. Because I'm pretty sure some people who will watch this have seen Stranger Things. Yeah. So, okay. no, that's interesting. Um, like, there are some things that they affect in our world, but mm-hmm. that changes in theirs, but doesn't change in ours. So, it, and it goes on to say that when a man, in Sahih Muslim, it's narrated that the Prophet said, when a man enters his house and mentions Allah upon entering and when eating, the shaitan says, there is no place for you to stay and no dinner. If he enters his house and does not mention Allah upon entering, the shaitan says, you have a place to stay. And if he doesn't mention Allah when eating, the shaitan says, you have a place to stay and you have dinner. Just as a man is forbidden to eat meat over which the name of Allah has not been mentioned, the Messenger of Allah allocated for the believing jinn every bone over which the name of Allah has been mentioned. So they aren't allowed to eat things over which the name of Allah has not been mentioned. Such things are left for the devils who are disbelievers among the jinn. Mm-hmm. All right, this, this is where it gets interesting, okay? <laughs> it says, the jinn get married and multiply. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, uh, it uses this, this, head, this ayah. Will you then take him and his progeny as allies instead of me, even though they are enemies to you? Qadada said, the children of the shaitan produce offspring just as the children of Adam produce offspring, but they are greater in number. Oh, and just to add a note there, there was something I read in the Israeliyat of Ibn Kathir, uh, that the jinn are very, very numerous, but not very smart, and that the most intellectual of them resembles the intellect of a four-year-old human child. And you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the Shinigami from uh, Death Note. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. that you remember how, ago. Yeah, I remember how he was like so dumb and so impressed by, by L. Mm-hmm. When he would hang around, L would do something. He'd be like, wow, you're so smart. And he would just keep munching on apples and watching and laughing. Yeah. And he, he was so bored because he had nothing to do, mm-hmm. except in ours, like, they follow us around, but it's not because they don't have anything to do. It's because they have an agenda, mm-hmm. which is to trip us up. But uh, so it goes on to talk about the, <clears throat> the marriage part. So, so bear with me. It says marriage between humans and jinn. Asuyuti mentions reports from the Sadaf and the scholars which indicate that marriages between humans and jinn may take place. Ibn Taymiyyah says humans and jinn may get married and may produce children. This happens often and is well known. Imam Malik, may Allah have mercy on him, said uh, that he did not find any evidence to forbid marriage with the jinn, but he did not approve of the idea, and he gave his reason for that as follows. This would cause much mischief. Basically, when a woman is found to be pregnant, she's asked, who's your husband? And he'll say, she'll say, a man from among the jinn. Uh, so this is very new to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's new to me as well. Um, if they yeah. can't interact with us like directly like that, I, I don't know. No, but they would, can. Well, they can. They, they can manifest themselves as humans. I'll show you later. Uh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, so I don't uh, got it. Okay. Yeah, and so another evidence for this, another indication <clears throat> that this is possible for there to be marriage between humans and jinn is the ayah in which Allah says of Hurulain in paradise. Surah Rahman, verse fifty-six. Untouched before by any man or jinn. It's talking about the maidens of paradise, that they're not touched by man or jinn. Now, why does it say man jinn, or yeah, jinn? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's implying that this being in Jannah, which is a reward, mm-hmm. can have sexual intercourse with both men and jinn, which also implies that men and jinn can have sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? Okay. Yeah, I got, yeah. I actually remember uh, this morning I, there was a class at the masjid and we were talking about agenda and this is actually, <laughs> the verse was actually mentioned. But I didn't pay attention to the gym part. I didn't like think about it. But yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So dude, it, it reminds me of something. Let me see if I could play it for you. Uh, so you know the singer Kesha, right? Kesha? Yeah. 
Kesher. No, no. So she Kesher. said one time in an interview, and it was so insane. I remember hearing it be like, damn, what the hell? She said in an interview one time that she had sex with a ghost. Hmm. And that it was with some Australian radio show. And 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 she said that and he asked her, Oh, okay, well, what was that like? And she goes, Oh, it was it was very erotic. She was like, basically saying it was a good good experience and the next morning she said that she woke up and found a snake under her pillow god damn yeah Anyways, that is let me see if i can find you the video about kesha kesha sex with ghost that's, that's my youtube i've search. never oh boy <laughs> i never <laughs> <laughs> let me share screen tell me if you can hear it i hope you can hear it i think it's So she did this on like a uh, like a straight up interview. Yeah, can you hear it? Barely. Do I play it real quick? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. Very well. It's just a great. Time. I can hear it. Are you gonna? Uh, you can turn it up. Yeah. Thank you. Because like I've read a number of different sources, and that's one of the main things you and around. But we're not talking like David Copperfield magic here, are we? No. I mean, I like that kind too. Sure. But I'm talking more the magic that we experience in life, mm -hmm. whether it's love or a drunken evening. Yeah. Dancing till the sun rises. Um, making out with a ghost. There are lots of different ways to experience the magic right. of life. Well, now, making out with the ghost came up a bit earlier than perhaps I was expecting. But seeing as you've mentioned that we're going to have to go there now, even though you've just spoken about it, I know. But um, it's the subject of one of the songs in the album, isn't it? Yeah. Um, did, this presumably really did happen to you. Yeah, it really did. I know it's hard to understand if you haven't experienced it firsthand, but yeah. it's a real thing. And, and what exactly happened? I lived in the house, and there was an energy there that very sexual, mm -hmm. dark, mysterious, magnetic. And one night he just made a move. Right. And then I, I was living in this place for a couple months and it was really bizarre and hot. But then I decided I was like, this, I need to probably move out. And the day that I was moving out, I found a snake under my pillow. Like a, like a leaving present for you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And this was definitely a guy ghost. Yeah. Yeah, you can just go. I can just go. Okay. Do you think some people are more kind of prone to things like that happening to them? Absolutely. Yeah. I am prone to that because yeah. I'm very open to the supernatural. I have experienced multiple ghosts in my life or okay. supernatural energies. Okay. And do you think at the risk of sounding a bit grand, do you think you're kind of, you have a, there's a reason this stuff happens to you? I'd say just love to fuck with me, mainly. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, I'm glad, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Um, okay, so the animal, uh, sorry, the animal, the, the album even, it's called Animal. Um, and in contrast to your, to your first album, it's, it's got quite a lot of kind of 70s rock influences on it. Yeah. Um, bands like ACDC and Led Zeppelin. Um, Why does it keep zooming into our face so much? Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Huh? The camera angles are funny. Uh, was, but... there, was there a connection there? Was that part of the reason you were drawn to that, that era of music? I think there is. I think it's a good stopping point. He's just talking about music at that point. Um, was, uh, <laughs> the zooms yeah. on the face. It was just uh, one of the zooms were just so zoomed in. I was thinking that yeah. zoom right there was okay. The other zoom was like half her head was cut off. Uh, you know, it's actually interesting. I'm going to just say little things on this. Yeah. She's not like a, like a lot of people might think she's like a dumb, a dumb like singer gets drunk. Um, yeah. You know, party life, you know, that classic. Right. You, you don't, ex you don't associate intelligence with that. Right. Uh, for the most part most people don't at least but she's actually pretty intelligent she's actually very she's multilingual she speaks like uh because i remember reading that she spoke like at least five languages she wow. speaks arabic i know she speaks arabic and spanish wow uh, and then there's a couple you can look it up i'm pretty sure she speaks quite a few languages actually so she's not like a dumb person you know she she has the ability to comprehend and uh understand like foreign languages and, and not like just latin languages because i know she speaks arabic yeah um, yeah it's insane man it's like just the, the things she says is it's like what the hell and and mm -hmm. and she says that they like to mess with her mm -hmm. like you know what it makes me think 
like I wish I could like find out where this woman is and just be like, hey, Kesha, I can help you out. Like I, I can read some Quran at your place and fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, did she ever say where this was? At at her house. I, I don't know where her house is, but oh, it's like okay. it's it's like she said that it continuously happens. Like she keeps having spirits mess with her. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up having sex with a male spirit and she knew it was a male because of whatever. Yeah, she just, um, so she says she knew. Okay. Bro, that's that's insane. And uh it, here, I'll I'll even we can even keep moving because it'll 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 say other parts of how to ward off the gin and things like that. But it goes on, it says the dwelling places the, the dwelling places and gatherings and haunts of the jinn. It says the jinn inhabit the same earth on which we live, and they tend to gather in greater numbers in ruins and deserted places and in dirty places such as garbage dumps and graveyards. Mm-hmm. The devils stay in the houses in which people live, but they may be, may be expelled by saying Bismillah, remembering Allah and dhikr, and reciting Quran, especially Surah Al-Baqarah, including Ayatul Kursi. And I heard also there's a hadith about the how special the last two ayats of Surah Al-Baqarah are, uh, and that it's one of the verses that that expel the shaitan and never keep yeah. them. Like if it's the, said every three days or something like that, then it keeps no, them it's, from uh, them. I think there's two, there's two main narrations. One is yeah. the last three, uh, and that's every night. And the other one's the last two, and it's every night. I think okay. there's a hadith from Ali, because uh, I remember looking this up recently. Ali said it was the last three, and it was something you should do every night. Um, and then other sources say it's the last two. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Of, uh, of well, that's yeah, good I to keep it. in mind. Yep. Um, not trying to have any devils up in here, but it goes and then on. I, and it's a close as well. Kursi. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes on and talks about where they like to go. It says the messenger of Allah, Messenger of Allah, mentioned that the devils spread out and increase when darkness falls. Hence, he commanded us to keep our children inside at dusk. This is a hadith which is agreed upon by Bukhari and Muslim. It says the devils flee from the adhan, and in Ramadan the devils are changed, uh, chained up. That's why uh, there's a, there's another hadith that says that the when you go to uh, um, when you're traveling, like, because typically when they travel, right, they're going through the desert by themselves. They're not in a car zooming on the yeah, highway. Yeah. Uh, and it says, on yeah, or something or camel. Or... Yeah. And it says, when you take a stop, like to rest, say the event, because it could be an area where the jinn are. Mm-hmm. And so that the, the event wards them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they, they're, they, they live where humans don't. Yeah. Right. And so, and so if you're in the middle of a, of a valley, uh, in the desert, you know, and your deserted place, it's probably where they're living. And so there, there was a tradition amongst the Arabs that when they would travel through a valley, they would say, uh, I seek refuge in the master of this valley from the foolish amongst, uh, amongst his ranks. Meaning, like, I'm asking the chieftain of the jinn of this valley to protect me from the bad uh, shayateen in the valley. Uh, and they, they would say that uh, on, on a regular basis. And it was actually the reason why Tamim Adadi, uh, who was the first uh, Christian convert to Islam, I believe one of the first, uh, to convert to Islam. Because he said that one time, and a Muslim jinn came to him and said, rather seek refuge in Allah, the Lord of the worlds. And it scared the hell out of him. Naturally, right? You, heard, you hear a voice that shouts to you that, hey, don't seek refuge in, in the master of the valley. Seek refuge. In Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Mm-hmm. And so that's when he went and inquired about the Prophet and then he became Muslim. And Omar, uh, it, actually it's in here, so I'll, I'll not say it. I'll, I'll go to it later. It says, don't pray in the places where camels sit, for they are from the devils. But pray in the sheep pens, for they are a blessing. Um, it's, it's the opinion of Abu Wafa ibn Aqil that this is by way of likening these animals to devils because the camel resembles the jinn in its difficult and aggressive nature, just as it may be said, so-and-so is a devil if he is difficult and evil. So they're not literally devils. but And because they, and the reason why they can't be is because it says in the Quran, and we have made from water every living thing, whereas the devils were created from fire. Uh, this is interesting. This is, uh, this is uh, about the fact that uh, they can uh, reach space, and they reached it before mankind. It says, when Allah decrees a matter in heaven, the angels beat their wings in submission to what he says with a sound like a chain beating on a rock. Then when fear is banished from their hearts, the angels say, what is it that your Lord has said? They say the truth, and he is the most high, the most great. 
And so you know about how the jinn used to go up to the heavens to to hear out from the the angels what they were saying. Mm-hmm. It says uh, it's in the Quran, the Surah Al-Jinn. وَإِنَّا لَأَنَّسْتَمْعُ وَإِنَّا لَمَسْنَا السَّمَاءَ فَوَجَدْنَاهَا مُلِيَةً حَرَسًا شَدِيدًا وَشُهُبًا وَإِنَّا كُنَّا نَقْعُدُ مِنْهَا مَقَاعِدًا لِلسَّمْعِ فَمَنْ يَسْتَمِعْ لَهَا يَجِدْ لَهُ شِهَابًا رَصَدًا Surah Al-Jinn verses eight through nine. We sought news of the heavens and we found it filled with formidable guards and flaming fire. We used to take up positions therein to eavesdrop, but now whoever eavesdrops will find a flaming fire waiting for him. Basically, before the Prophet ﷺ came, they were allowed to go up to the heavens and listen to them, listen to what the angels were saying. Uh-huh. Because the angels, they would hear the command of Allah, and then they would share it, and then it would go all the way down. And then they would climb all the way up and listen to it and come back down. And they would share it with uh, the soothsayers. Like the soothsayers that would tell people the predictions of the future. It's, it's yeah, all yeah. over that movie, The Viking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, seers, seers yeah. soothsayers, fortune tellers, kind of yep. that, that kind of jazz. Yeah. yeah, but when the Prophet came mm-hmm. in the seventh century, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped that. And he put that whenever uh the angel whenever the jinn would come up, he would block them from going past the first heaven and they would be shot uh basically with, with scorching fire. Uh this is another supporting narration. Aisha said that the Prophet ﷺ said, The angels speak in the clouds about things that will happen on earth. The devils listen to what is said, then they drop that into the ear of the fortune teller, like dropping something into a bottle, and they add a hundred lies to it. And so they still do it today, uh, but sometimes they get hit by this, this scorching fire and they can't listen, but sometimes it doesn't hit them. And so that's, that's an opinion, that's an ishtihad, that it still happens today, but it's limited. Abu Huraira told an amazing story, which is narrated by Bukhari and others. Oh, before that, I should talk about the, the, the physical features of the jinn. So it says that the jinn are of three types. I haven't heard this either, to be honest. That the, the ones that fly, mm-hmm. the ones that go from place to place, meaning they can teleport, and the ones that crawl like dogs, and uh, the, the ones that walk like dogs, and the ones that crawl like snakes. Um. So that's interesting. And then it also says that they can come in different shapes. They have the, the ability to change shape. Naturally, if the Prophet said that they can flow through men like blood and veins, and then they can probably change shape. And so it says that they, they can come in the, the form of a dog, a camel, a cat, um, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, a crow, a snake. But it's more common that they come in the form of a snake or a black dog. And so someone was asked why a black dog, and Ibn Taymiyyah gave his opinion that it's because the color black harnesses the power of heat or something like that. But obviously that's just an opinion. Like it's not solid sunnah or anything. They so also that, come, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, there was more on that. Uh, uh, the black dog thing. I think there's more into that as well. I can't remember. I was actually reading about that, but I, yeah. I got to go back and look at the sources before I comment on it. I gotcha. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be more opinions on it. Um, it's kind of like the whole like you know black cat thing like just around the world you just see it in general like yeah uh so like a black cat the crow like a raven you know like yeah you say those were bad omens they all have yeah. something come at all like like you know um but yeah i got what you're saying you you've seen that 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 really really old music video madonna has it where she transforms into black crows and then black dogs mm-hmm. and then there's also a snake yeah it's like my god you you used every form. <laughs> and then it says in here, it says in here that they also have the ability to come in the form of humans. And it says that the shaitan came to the polytheists on the day of Bedr in the form of Suraqa bin Malik. Suraqa bin Malik was that, that one guy. He actually became a Muslim and a Sahabi, or I, I think he was post-Sahabi. I don't remember. Uh, where he, he was basically, there was a bounty on the Prophet's head. This is when they were mm-hmm. in Mecca. And they wanted to find him. He was that guy, that guy that ran up on his horse and found him when, he, when the Prophet was with Abu Bakr escaping to Medina. Yeah, yeah him, him. The yeah. guy who got the prediction of wearing the robes of... Uh, yeah, the, the, of the bracelets Kisra. of Kisra. Kisra, uh, of yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so this is him. The shaitan came in the form of Suraqa bin Malik and he promised victory to the polytheists. Concerning this, the following ayah was revealed. I'm astonishing. And remember when Shaitan made their deeds appear fair seeming to them and said, No one among men can overco- overcome you this day, for I will be your protector. But when the two armies met and the angels came down from heaven to help, 
he turned and fled. Surah Al-Anfal verse 48. But when the, when the two troops came in sight of one another, he turned on his heels and said, I am done with you, for verily I see that you do not. Indeed, I fear Allah. Isn't that interesting? Um, there's a story. Have you, you heard of this one, right? About Abu Huraira? When Abu Huraira talked to a shaitan? No, actually, I don't think so. Okay, so there's a... It's interesting. It's, it's, it's a spooky story that I tell kids on campfires at the masjid. Uh, Abu Huraira one time was asked to be the protector of Beit al the treasury, uh -huh. where, where they would stock the food and the, and the money and whatnot, and they would just you know, give it out to the poor. And so he's asked to watch it one night. The Prophet him, appointed him to watch it. Um, so that night, a person came. This is uh, the zakat during Ramadan. A person came and started to take handfuls of the food like stealing it while Abu, Bakr, while Abu Huraira is standing guard. Mm -hmm. And Abu, uh, Abu Huraira comes and he tells him, stop, I will take you to the Prophet I send him if you try to steal. Basically threatening him. Like he wants him to go away. He doesn't want to get him in trouble. Yeah. But that doesn't scare him. He says, no, please take pity on me. I have children. I have a family to feed. I apologize. Please just, I won't, I won't ever come again. And so Abu Huraira feels bad. So he says, okay. And you let him go. The Prophet I send him comes the next morning. And obviously he has divine inspiration. He has wahi. So did the guy actually take the food or did he leave? He did. He took the oh, food and left. Abu Huraira okay. told Abu Huraira let him go. Yeah. So he okay. comes the next morning, uh, the Prophet and he comes to Abu Huraira and he says, Oh, Abu Huraira, what happened with your prisoner last night? Abu Huraira's like, Oh, you knew about that? He was like, Oh, Prophet of Allah, he came to steal, but I took pity on him because he had kids. So I let him go. The Prophet said, He is a liar and he will come again. The next night happens, Abu Huraira is expecting him because the Prophet said him promised that he would come again. Lo and behold, in the dead of night, the same man comes back. He comes and he starts stealing from the food. Abu Huraira grabs him and he says, stop, I'm taking you to the Prophet said him. He does the same thing. He says, no, please, I apologize. I have a family. I have kids to feed. Please let me go. Please spare me. I won't ever come again. I promise. He said, you said it before but you're here again. He said, no, no, I promise this will be the last time. So Abu Huraira lets him go. The next morning, same thing. The Prophet comes and says, oh, Abu Huraira, what did you do with your prisoner last night? He said, oh, Prophet of Allah, he pleaded with me and I couldn't bear to see him in that state, so I let him go. And he told him he is a liar and yet he will come again. So the third night, Abu Huraira is waiting for the promise of the, the Prophet and out from the darkness comes the same man crawling up, you know, with a really, uh, like, stealthy approach to steal from the food. He starts stealing. Abu Raya sees him, and he says, this is the last time I am taking you to the Prophet Sallallahu He says, let me go, and I'll tell you something that will benefit you. And he says, what's that? And he says, every night, if you say Ayatul Kursi, you will be safe from the shayateen. So Abu Huraira lets him go. The next morning, he tells the Prophet Sallallahu exactly what happened. The Prophet Sallallahu says, Sadaqa wa huwa kathub. He has told the truth, although he is a liar. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said... Um, do you know who, with whom you've been speaking with for the last three nights, Abu Huraira? He said, no. He said, that was a shaitan. That's some, that's some spooky stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, that's crazy. He was talking to a, to a devil and he had no idea. So it says, it continues, it says, the devil may come in the form of an animal, a camel, a donkey, a cow, a dog, a cat, or a snake. The most frequent form is that of a black dog or a cat. So continuing on. But it, it's like we're sharing this, right? Like, like, hey, the you know, the shayateen exists, they're spooky, mm -hmm. they can harm men, they can, you know, they can do bad stuff to mankind. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them that power. You know what I mean? And yeah. he gave that power a limit. 
And he says it in the Quran. He says, it. this is the verse. He says, I'm not astonishing him. Sultan illa man min al -ghawin. Uh, al -Hijr, verse 42. Verily, you will have no power over my slaves except those misguided ones who choose to follow you. Al-Hijr, uh, chapter 15, verse 42. So it even says it explicitly that you don't have the power to come to, just like, like how you know, the singer said, that Kesha said, she said in the thing, like the guy asked her, why do, why do you think it happens to you? And she says, well, because I'm really open to them. I'm really open to the supernatural. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, another story, like you have to give in to their power. And to give in to them, you have to do things that displease Allah. So vice and sin and corruption and whatnot. And so it says, uh, there's a story narrated by uh, Al-Hassan Al-Basri. I believe this is one of the Israeliyats as well, because it doesn't say narrated this this book of hadith or anything. It says, uh, Al-Hassan said, there was a tree which was worshipped instead of Allah. A man came to it and said, I will surely cut this tree down. He came to cut it down out of anger for the sake of Allah. But Iblis came to him in the form of a man and said, what do you want? He said, I want to cut down this tree which is worshipped instead of Allah. He said, if you don't worship it, what harm did those who worship it do to you? He said, I will certainly cut it down. The shaitan said to him, shall I tell you about something that is better for you? Don't cut it down and you will find two dinars by your pillow every morning, two gold coins. He said, who's going who's gonna to give me that? He said, I will give it to you. So he went back and the next morning he found two dinars by his pillow. But the following morning, he did not find anything. He got up angry and went to cut down the tree. The shaitan appeared to him in the same form and said, what do you want? He said, I want to cut down this tree which is being worshipped instead of Allah. He said, you're lying. There is no way that you can do that. He went to cut it down and the shaitan threw him to the ground and started strangling him, strangling him until he almost killed him. He said, do you know who I am? I am the shaitan. The first time you came, it was because you were angry for the sake of Allah and I had no means against you. But when I deceived you with the two dinars, you left the tree alone. When you came back because you were angry about the dinars, I was able to gain power over you. It also says the shayateen also fear some of mankind, the slaves of Allah, and flees from them. The Prophet said to Umar bin Khattab one time, the shaytan is certainly afraid of you, O Umar. And he can see the devils among the jinn and humankind running away from Umar. By the one in whose hand is my soul, no devil sees you walking along a path, but he takes a different path. This is also talking to Umar. Um, and then he also says in another hadith that the Prophet, the Prophet said, the believer can seize the forelock of his devil as one of you seizes the forelock of his camel while traveling. The meaning by that is that he can defeat him and overwhelm him, just as it's done with a camel when it runs away that you seize it and overpower it. So it's not like they have infinite power, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like they walk around, they could do what they want with us. They yeah. don't, they're, they're not allowed, unless you open up to them, unless you exactly. let them in. And there's certain ways to let them in, and that's uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. It's called black magic so uh let me just make sure i didn't miss any details about them yeah this is another one about when the night when, when nightfall comes upon you cover your vessels and tie up your water skins and lock the door and extinguish the lamps for the shaitan cannot undo the tied up water skin or open a door or uncover a vessel um so it it it, it says that they can't unlock a door right mm -hmm. i had a friend tell me uh, in consulting, you know what I mean? Because in consulting, you, you go and stay at hotels a lot. Yeah. And so he was staying at a very, very old historic hotel in Boston. And uh, he said that those hotels are really spooky. And he told me about a time where he was sleeping and he heard the sound of a lock, like the, you know, the flipping of a lock. Yeah. Yeah. Like a door so lock. He, yeah. And he didn't know where it came from, whether it was the front door, the back door, the other room's door. He, he doesn't know which lock it was. He just heard it, but he kept going to sleep. Then in the middle of the night, like at three in the morning, he heard the sound of water rushing. So he woke up and he heard the bathroom sink turned on. He goes to open the door and the door is locked. Isn't that spooky as hell? That is pretty spooky, dude. God damn. <laughs> so he goes and he calls the front desk. He's like, hey, the sink is on in the bathroom and the door is locked. So they came up to help him. They're like, well, that's weird. They thought he was doing it. They thought it was a sabotage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a prank or something. Yeah dude he was so freaked out he said after that it was three in the morning he said after that i didn't get a second of sleep until the next day i was like god damn dude i literally would have changed hotel rooms <laughs> my god 
that is some spooky stuff right there. And mm-hmm. so it, it reminded me of the door of the, the hadith about this, about how they can't unlock a door, but it doesn't say anything about them locking doors. Mm-hmm. And when I did a field trip one time when I was a kid in middle school at Aya, back in Tampa, uh, they took us to Kissimmee. And it's apparently there's a lot of haunted attractions in Kissimmee. And they said that one time that we were with the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and, right outside uh, of uh, Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. And they took us to this place. They said that one time we were, uh, we were, you know, investigating this, this hotel. And apparently there was a girl that died there many years ago when she was a kid. And as we're walking, someone slammed the door shut on us. And the door, the lock was on. So if you close the door, it would lock you in. And we were lo- locked inside and they had to call someone to help them. So it doesn't say anything about them locking doors. It says that they can't open a door that's locked. Uh, so it's that's why, why he couldn't get out, you know. Bro, that's the, uh, stuff, man. Yeah, that is uh, that is uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, scary. There's another one about uh, Umar bin Khattab and, and how he came across a jinn one time. In Sahih Bukhari, it says that Umar bin Khattab asked a man who had been a soothsayer during the Jahiliyyah, meaning the time of ignorance, about the most astonishing thing that his female jinni had told him. He said, one day when I was in the market, she came to me scared and said, have you not seen the jinn in their despair? And they were overthrown after their defeat, meaning they were prevented from listening in the heavens, so that they stopped going to the sky and kept following camel riders, that is, the Arabs, Umar bin Khattab said, he is telling the truth, and because some people didn't believe it. He's telling the truth and added, one day when I was sleeping near their idols, there came a man with a calf and slaughtered it as the sacrifice to the idols. An unseen creature shouted at him, and I have never heard anything harsher than his voice. This he, is, uh, who is talking here? This the is Umar bin Khattab. Okay, I'm gonna he said, he okay. said about the soothsayer story, he said he's telling the truth, and then he added his story. Okay. And so he said that he was sleeping one time near an idol. And a man came with a calf to slaughter as a sacrifice, right? And then mm-hmm. something shouted, Oh, you bold evildoer, a matter of success. An eloquent man is saying, None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And he's talking about the Prophet. I sent him. Mm-hmm. At the, and, and Umar al Khattab wasn't a Muslim at the time. At that, the people fled, but I said, I shall not go away until I know who is behind this. Then the cry came again, Oh, you bold evildoer, a matter of success. An eloquent man is saying, None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. I then went away, and a few days later, it was said, a prophet has appeared. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri narrated one time to Abu Sa'sa, I see that you love sheep in the wilderness. If you are with your sheep or in the wilderness, say the adhan for your prayer and raise your voice when doing so. For as far as the Mu'adhan's voice reaches, there is no jinn, human being, or thing, but it will bear witness for him on the day of resurrection. Um... So here it just it goes into uh, the details about um, their power. Um, and it says that the long-term goals of the shaitan, right, is to get you to go to hell. And that you do that by committing disbelief, acts of kufr. Yeah, sure, and the short, something like that. Yeah, yeah and the short-term mm-hmm. goal is to get you to commit acts of disobedience or sins. And it says that the shaitan has despaired of ever being worshipped in this land of yours, meaning the Arabian Peninsula but he will be obeyed in matters that you think of as, as insignificant, and he will be content with that, meaning he would stir up enmity amongst you. Um, there is a, a narration. I believe it's in here. I don't remember if I highlighted it, though, um, that, that the shaitan, every night, right? He, the Iblis is basically their king, right? And he tells them what to do. Um, and so he, he tells them, uh, he tells him we can we can wrap up. Uh, yeah, we can wrap I'm up sorry. with this one. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, and he he tells him every night to go out and commit commit acts of of uh, of sin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to convince people to commit acts of sin. And uh, he he said one time, or or, or it, he does it every every night, and then he gathers them, mm-hmm. and uh, he gathers them around his throne. So where's his throne? It's on Earth but it's upon the water. Why did he put it upon the water? To imitate Allah. Because Allah says about himself in the Quran that Allah uh, put his, placed his throne upon the water. We don't know what that means exactly. right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, because his throne, we know it's in the highest heaven or it's yeah. right above the highest heaven. But we don't know what he means by over the water. So in imitating Allah, Iblis put his throne over the, over the water and the sea. And so he gathers all the jinn around him yeah, what if it's the Bermuda Triangle? What if it's out there somewhere? 
You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. So so he 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 gathers them all around his throne and he asks he asks them, "What did you do today?" And yeah. one of the jinn gets up, one of the shayatin gets up. He says, "I caused the man to commit murder." And he says, "Sit down." And he picks someone else. He said, "What did you do today? What did you do today?" And so he gets up and he says, "I caused this man to drink." And then he tells him to sit down. He tells the other. And, and they keep telling about different vices that they cause people to do. Mm-hmm. And he keeps telling him, sit down, sit down. Let me hear from someone else. Until someone gets up and says, I caused the man to separate with his wife. Mm-hmm. And he says, come, come, you. You are the greatest amongst us. Sit upon this throne. And it's the greatest gift that you can give a shaitan is to allow him to sit upon the throne of Iblis. And to carry his, his, his crown on his head. That's the greatest gift they can get. Um, and it reminds me of a scene. Let me just show you a scene. And we can wrap up with this. Uh, that scene, uh, when I think of it, okay, this is what I think of. Do you remember Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, 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 yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, no, not Beauty and the no, Beast. No, Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Yeah, yeah, the one where she's asleep in the casket and all that. Yeah, let me show you. This is the, hold on, my sharing screen? Uh, no. Okay, let me hit share screen. There we go. This isn't it. Uh, this isn't. For everyone knew that as long as Malek, evil prophecy had not yet been fulfilled. That's that's what I think of. That's a bliss. And those are his minions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're missing the water, but I got you. Hey, no water. Yeah, but you know, you get the picture, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the picture. Holy man, those are some ugly minions, especially that guy right there. You can't see the and guy it, the closest it, to her. Dude, it's so befitting because they're very numerous, but they're very dumb, just like yeah. the gin. <laughs> oh my god dude it's been a long time since i've seen this <laughs> copyright strike <laughs> i don't know how how disney is pretty strict with their thing i don't know how much you can show before you might get uh <laughs> oh wow i stopped it right on that <laughs> All right, I'll I'll stop it for now. Any any closing thoughts? Uh, no, it's uh, it's all very interesting. I feel like we could go on a long time about this though. Yeah, yeah, so, there, like, there's we didn't even get to the skinwalker thing. <laughs> oh skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin. I'll I'll look up that stuff a little bit more too, just so I can get more context on what it is and what's going on there as well. Um, yeah, we we covered almost everything though. Um, yeah, we covered basically in, in terms of physical characteristics and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the, oh, this is the event thing that, you know, that I tell you. Um, uh, so had been in Abu Salah said one time, my father sent me to Beni Hadithan. With me, there was a slave or a friend of ours. Someone called him by name from inside a garden. And the one who was with me looked into the garden, but didn't see anything. I mentioned that to my father. And he said, had I realized that something like this would happen to you, I would not have sent you. But if you hear a voice, then give the call to prayer. For I heard Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, narrating that the Messenger of Allah said, when the call to prayer is given, the shaitan runs away. And we can end with that one. Any any closing thoughts? Uh, no, it's all uh, it's all interesting stuff. I feel like this is something, at least in my experience, it's not talked about much, actually. Um, I don't see much on it. Uh, at least not, I mean, online there's some information, uh, like videos and stuff. But I feel like in the actual like uh, masjid, I don't think I don't hear it a lot personally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's very interesting stuff. Um, some of those things were new to me, and some of those things I've heard before. Um, 
but yeah, I definitely think this is like this is something that can be drawn out into like two or three episodes, four episodes, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's there's definitely a, lot a fun of, topic. It's a lot of there's a lot of information on it, and yeah. uh, even though that book is three hundred pages only, that's still yeah. quite a, quite a significant amount. Yeah, um, yeah, my one topic. All right, awesome. We can call it night, inshallah. Jazakallah khair for for coming. Subhanallah. Catch you later. Catch you later. Sonic. Sonic.